Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Jeff out today. He'll be back on Monday, but we have a Longhorn Notebook nevertheless. And uh, the Longhorns, uh, first of all, uh, some uh, a note for you that uh, for Texas men's tennis, of course, they were uh, playing in the uh, Elite Eight of the NCAA and their quarterfinal match with South Carolina was suspended due to weather in Lake Nona, Florida. So they're resuming this morning on the USTA National Campus, and we'll, we'll update that for you a little bit later on. Meanwhile, uh, Texas softball, we heard Mike White on the program with us yesterday, and they have their regional play starting this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Uh, against Seton Hall at McCombs Field. You can hear that on 105.3. The bat, Andrew Haynes on the call, 345 airtime, 4 o'clock first pitch. And then at 6.30 is the 2C Texas A&M against the 3C Texas State. Longhorn Baseball entered the weekend under with the understanding that to have any hope of sharing the Big 12 Conference regular season title, they would have to sweep 6th-ranked West Virginia and then have Oklahoma State lose at least once well Oklahoma State did not lose they they uh, battered Oklahoma last night winning 13 to 2 however the Longhorns more than held up their end of the bargain at least in game one as they won 12 to 2 three home runs from Porter Brown in the game four hits overall he drove in eight runs he and Eric Kennedy on back-to-back weekends have had an eight RBI day and uh, it's the most since Ron Gardenhire had 10 uh, back in 1978, so uh, that's uh, that. You know that very impressive performance by Porter Brown, and also imp- uh, impressive on the mound from Lucas Gordon, who had seven shutout innings, scattered four hits, walked one, hit a batter, struck out eight, got the win. His record is now six and one, and he visited with our Ty Harrington after the game. I know you know what I'm about to say to you. There's a lot of tradition and a lot of pride in being a Friday night guy at the University of Texas, right? Carries a lot of weight tonight, and you have all year. But tonight, your team needed you to go out there and set the pace for a big weekend series. Couldn't have been any better tonight. Oh, yeah. No, uh, there's some about today. Um, a little different attitude coming to the field today. Um, I, I really wanted this one. I wanted this for myself and especially for the team. Um, our team needed me. Um, and. It's my job to go out there and try to get a win for us, um, give us a chance to win. So it was fun tonight. From up there, it looked like, and, and seeing some of the replays, your first pitch command with your fastball tonight, both sides of the plate, your off speed, it looked like you had full command of all three of them tonight. Yeah. No, it was, um, I think Woody, Gordo, and I uh, worked very hard during the week to kind of get that stuff in, in, in play. And we made a couple of mechanical adjustments, and uh, they worked out tonight. I know pitchers are supposed to be in a dugout locked in, right, in between innings. Had to put a little bit of a smile on your face when Porter Brown's launching balls out of here left and right? <laughs> no, he's sick. He's such a beast. It's, it's crazy. I love Porter. We all love him. He's such a good leader, and, and especially when he goes out there and does his thing, it's so fun to watch. Congratulations. I know you're going to be a big-time cheerleader for the next two games coming up. Congratulations and good luck to you moving forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And... Um... You might have heard in the highlight montage that uh, Cam put together for the program uh, where I mentioned after he got his eighth and final strikeout for the final out of the seventh inning as he walked off the field, he got a standing ovation. Longhorn baseball fans, very, very knowledgeable as always. And I think everybody knew, unless 
and it's off to a good start, so who knows, unless the Longhorns wind up getting a chance to host a regional. And right now I'd say they'd be on the outside of that equation looking in, but it's not out of the realm of possibility because I think it would have to begin with a sweep of West Virginia and then maybe a good performance in Arlington, but especially the sweep of West Virginia. That's going to carry the most weight. If they did that, then maybe they have a shot at hosting a regional, especially when you look around and see some of the things that happened last night. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. But my point was is that Lucas Gordon may have walked off the mound for the final time at UFC Udishfar Field. He's draft eligible, obviously. He's a junior. He's going to be drafted in probably highly enough to where um, the interest will be there to sign a professional contract. We'll find out. But um, there's a good chance, unless the Longhorns wind up hosting a regional. So uh, that, that would be the case there. Porter Brown. Three bombs, uh, and I was I was naming off the other Longhorns who had uh, hit three, and I was sitting there. That this goes to show you about how sometimes, you know that 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 phrase about how uh, you can remember things from twenty years ago, but you can't remember what you had for dinner last night. So, I was like three home runs in a game. And I actually said this on the air. That might be the first time since. I said, if I'm really thinking about this, I think J.D. Reininger hit three at Dell Diamond one night. And that was true. 21 years ago, in 2002, J.D. hit three home runs at Dell Diamond against TCU in what was a non-conference game because TCU wasn't in the Big 12 back then. The last one he hit, I think, was the one that landed on the roof of the clubhouse at Dell Diamond. I mean, he crushed it. So I'm sitting there thinking that's the last time. No, Murphy Staley last year against Incarnate Word. <laughs> Forgot it. Uh, what made me feel a little bit better about it is that David Pierce had forgotten about that as well. He said, he, I think he said he, uh, in the postgame conversation with Ty that he hadn't seen that happen since he was at Rice. And, and, and Ty said, well, we, we forgot about Murphy Staley against UIW last year, and he said, you know, you're right. I was wondering if Ivan had done that, but I didn't think Ivan had, and Ivan did not. Ivan Melendez never hit three in a game for Texas, hit two in a game on several occasions, did not hit three. So um, it, it, it was Murphy Staley last year, hit three against Incarnate Word, and three home runs hit, and then you go back. From there, 20 more years back to 2002, J.D. Reininger. Uh, there had been several other guys had done it over time. Going all the way back to David Chalk did it in 1969 against Rice in the second game of a doubleheader. He was the first to do it. But there were several different guys who uh, did that. Uh, Brett Leffler, I think, did it in 1997 at Kansas. So there had been different guys. He'd been uh, prior to that. So there had been uh, different different guys. Uh, and then somebody said, yeah, David Chalk hit five in a doubleheader. Three was in game two. Uh, that was at Clark Field. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, but Porter Brown became the latest. Three home runs uh, in the game last night. He had a base hit to drive in a run earlier in the ball game. So uh, Porter was on also down on the field uh, with our Ty Harrington after the game. Three home runs. Oh, come on. That's special, right? That's get a big smile on your face. Tell us about it tonight. It's a special night. And a big, big weekend. Start off right on the first game. Big night tonight. Congratulations. Tell us about your at-bats tonight. You know, I, I spent this last week uh, 
finding and, and fixing my swing and with uh, Caleb Long in the cages before and after practice multiple hours and it's it paid off today at least uh, you know having three home runs in a game is, is a crazy crazy fever dream feeling you know uh, I hit the first one and the second one I was like oh dang and then the third one I kind of blacked out a little bit so but but it's it's crazy having a three run uh, three game or three home run game I gotta ask him it in your career, because it's been a great career, I'm talking about little league, high school, and college, have you hit three homers before in a game? Never. This is my first multi-home run game, actually, and it's three. Well, I got to tell you, from standing up there where Craig Way and I were tonight and the fans, obviously it was a lot of fun to, for us to watch it, but it was almost like you were playing basketball around the world. You hit the first one over to the right center, then a little bit more towards center, and then your last one, you launched the left field. <laughs> you know, uh, when I have two home runs to the pull side, I kind of have a back thought in my mind. Like, you know, I should hit one out to the left side. But in the game, it's just you don't think about it. It just it kind of just happens. Congratulations. you got two big games left. Great start and a great night for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, that was uh, the visit with, uh, with Porter Brown. A couple of things about uh, Porter. Anybody that's seen an interview, seen an interview with Porter, has seen the mesmerizing look you can get from Porter Brown's eyes. He has such interesting eyes, a green-eyed look, and um, uh, they've been described in different colors and things like that. He has said it as well. And uh, David Pierce was talking about that yesterday uh, with, with Bucky and Aaron, uh, and, and uh, he's, it's a real interesting uh, look, his eyes. So much so that... Noah Gross did a piece on this for KXAN. I don't know if anybody saw this, uh, but if you didn't, I think you can still see it online at KXAN.com. He did, he did an outstanding job with it. When he was a youngster, Porter Brown was an eye model. Mm. He was a model, and, and you see him again. He was like um, for, for like Vision Works or something like that when he was a little kid. And uh, there is, it, he's laughing about it and all that. But And folks said, you really ought to do it. You ought to consider it a career, <laughs> that sort of thing. But uh, he was an eye model. And if you see Porter's eyes, you'll understand why. And he says he wears sunglasses a lot because he has sensitive eyes, he says. Uh, but they're, they're really striking uh, when you see those. So, and uh, he was striking the ball well last night. It must also. be tough to decide if you want to be a Major League Baseball player or a an I eye model. model. Yeah, an eye model. Who says you couldn't do both, yeah. right? Uh, okay, to the question uh, that uh, our friend Bizarre Gringo had, he said, uh, he said this right at the top of the broadcast. Uh, he said, if Texas sweeps West Virginia, and o- as he says, Okie State, loses the game to OU, won't there be a three-way tie for the Big 12 regular season championship? How will they figure the tournament seeding if that happens? I'll take it a step further for you, gringo. Kansas State beat TCU last night. They got a walk-off hit in the bottom of the ninth. They won 7-6. There is still a mathematical shot for a four-way tie for the Big 12 title. Of course, all scenarios have to involve a Texas sweep of West Virginia. So that would have to happen. If that happens, Texas and West Virginia would both be 15-9. and If Oklahoma State loses one of its two remaining games to Oklahoma, and they did not lose last night, they battered the Sooners. They won 13-2, and that was in Norman. But if they should lose one of those two remaining games, and Texas sweeps out West Virginia, and Kansas State sweeps TCU, four-way tie at 15-9. and The way they break the tie is, first of all, did any of the schools sweep the others 
And the answer is yes, Texas would have swept West Virginia. That would have been the only sweep out of that. Not only that, in the record of the tied teams, because of that sweep, the Longhorns would have the best record on that. Texas would be the number one seed. They would be the number one seed in a three-way tie if K-State should lose once to TCU and it's only West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and UT. They would have, uh, if Oklahoma State loses tonight and tomorrow and it's just a two-way tie, the Longhorns would have it on the head-to-head sweep. So Texas owns all tiebreakers there. But the biggest challenge is trying to pull off the sweep. So that's that would be the case there. By the way, for, for those who are having a lot of fun saying Texas could finish anywhere from first to seventh, forget the seventh now and forget the sixth. The losses by TCU to Kansas State, and if you didn't hear about it, Texas Tech lost at home to Kansas last night. Um, Yikes. Colin Baumgartner, who pitched so well against Texas and got the win in that Friday night game, pitched well against the Red Raiders. He didn't get the win because it was 1-1 going in the ninth. Cole Elvis, with a two-run homer, threw the breeze at Dan Lawfield at Rip Griffin Park. The wind was blowing in. So I was prepared to say this if he had hit a home run to say Elvis had left the building there. But but uh, he did not. Uh, he did not hit a home run in Lawrence. But he did. He did leave the building uh, there in Lubbock last night. So the the conference standings now, you have West Virginia at 15-7, and seven, Oklahoma State at 14-8, and eight, Texas at 13-9, and nine, K-State at 13-9. and nine. Then you have TCU at 11-11. and 11. Tech is 10-12. and 12. Oklahoma is 10-12. and 12. Kansas 8-14 and 14, and Baylor out of the league or out of the uh, tournament contention, six and eighteen. Baylor is concluding its season with a non-conference series against Cal State Bakersfield. They won last night, but they won't be in Arlington for the first time in school history. They'll miss the Big Twelve tournament. So Texas can finish no lower than fifth if they win, or if Kansas State were to lose tonight or tomorrow, the Longhorns would finish no lower than fourth. And again, if they sweep they would finish no lower than third and could uh, finish uh, – actually, they would finish uh, no lower than second and could wind up being the one seed. But we'll see how it all goes uh, tonight and tomorrow on that. All right, so there's also a uh, big win for uh, Texas State. Had to have it, and they got it. Uh, Late rally beat Louisiana Monroe 6-5. Texas State pretty much in a must-sweep situation to keep their at-large hopes alive if they don't win the Sun Belt Tournament in Montgomery, Alabama next week. 